Since the Sandbox fans, we're back in its our positional ranking series, finishing up the defensive side of the ball. Today, we're talking cornerbacks. You know, the guys in the team that are always doing the trash talk, that are doing the tough work, covering those wide receivers. We got a lot of sauce to sprinkle in on this episode, and also, fe- also featured here with, with Tuan Simone. We just... Came fresh out of the North End. That watch party was really cool. Shout out to our guy Pino, who's coming on the podcast tomorrow. You guys got to check out that Meet the People series episode. Going to be a really cool one. But, Tuan, how we feeling today, man? Dude, good, man. I'm in a great mood. That atmosphere there, <laughs> the atmosphere was great. Everyone's cheering. It's Too bad we didn't understand that. Italian. I know, man. I know. That's a big That's a big problem. I wish I learned Italian when I was younger. But yeah, Ancestors can, will be mad at If us. they used their hands more, I would have got it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But guys, we're going to start here right at 10. Starting off the list, this isn't a familiar name that, that we would hear, but this guy made a huge impact on his defense. We're talking about Tyson Campbell of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, you know, we talked about Alola Khan. We talked about Josh Allen a little bit, you know, on the positional ranking series. But, you know, this guy is is a new face to, to a young defense. And, you know, there were a lot of bright spots on this defense. I know the offense is always talked about in Jacksonville, but Campbell right here had 70 total tackles. Three tackles for loss, five interceptions, 15 pass deflections, which is an absolutely tremendous number, one forced fumble, and two fumble recoveries. So this is a guy that, you know, we're looking to see, you know, that development continue through the years. And if that defensive unit for Jacksonville stays together for quite some time and they all continue to improve and produce, that defense is going to complement that offense. And Jacksonville might actually be a threat in the AFC. Oh, yeah. (laughs) At nine. It pained me to have him in here and, and him not being in a Giants uniform, but we do have to respect James Bradbury here. I mean, we're talking about arguably, you know, the best cornerback duo that, that we've seen the entire year in, in Bradbury and Slay. But, you know, Bradbury wasn't as involved, you know, at the line of scrimmage with tackles, but we also need to understand that the Eagles have, you know, a tremendous amount of talent, you know, on that defensive side of the ball. Their front seven has depth. Their secondary, you know, is elite. So need to consider all of that. But one tackle for loss, three interceptions, 17 pass deflections. So, you know, I feel like pass deflections and interceptions along with, you know, a pro football focus cover grade are the most impactful stats that you can really gauge at the cornerback position. And James Bradbury also take it back one of those interceptions for a touchdown. So I think that's absolutely tremendous have James Bradbury here at nine. At eight, this is a name that people probably would argue to be, you know, a little bit higher on the list. This is where I have Jair Alexander in. With an 80-plus cover grade, I feel like this is someone that we absolutely need to highlight. And, you know, over the past couple of years, you know, he's been, you know, so respected or he's been disrespected depending on, you know, what's really happened with that Packers team. But we saw, you know, the, the peaks and valleys of what Jair Alexander actually is and what he does in the division games versus Minnesota. He can either lock Justin Jefferson up or Justin Jefferson can go for a buck 80 on his neck. Yep. So, you know, we've seen both of those happen this year. Jair Alexander is a name that's been in the NFL for quite some time. 56 total tackles, four tackles for loss, so really involved at the line of scrimmage in the running game there. Five interceptions is one of the most on this entire list, second most actually on the entire list. 14 pass deflections to top it off here for Jair Alexander. And we don't know the direction of Green Bay and what they have going on in the future, but we do know that as long as this guy is, you know, their number one cornerback, that they have a chance defensively to be in every single game. At seven, big play Slay. Darius Slay here. There's a lot of trash talk that goes on with Slay in the Giants. So 
it's hard to show love to the Eagles, but I feel like I have them both here at respective spots. And I also think that having two elite corners on that same defense kind of takes away a little bit from the both of them. I don't know if you feel that way, Tuan, but if Slay was on an island by himself for a defense, I feel like he would have got a lot more recognition, could have potentially been higher up on this list. And that's something I feel like that, you know, with the three, four, five guys that we have up top, is something that you can actually highlight. They're that main guy. They're that guy that's traveling all across the field in the slot on the outside with the number one wide receiver. But 55 total tackles here for Slay, three interceptions, 14 pass deflections. Feel like all of those are really, you know, big numbers. And Darius Slay was productive when he was playing in, in Detroit. And, you know, carrying that over to the Eagles, I feel like that was a huge acquisition for them. At six, we talked about this for quite some time. And he couldn't be in the top five. I'm sorry, Uncle Tony. Sorry, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> but right here at six, this is where I have Marlon Humphrey. And, that Ravens defense, you know, didn't really help justify, you know, Marlon Humphrey's great play this year because he definitely was, you know, someone that deserved to be recognized, you know, in the top 10 corners. But I also feel like, you know, a lot of the young talent in the NFL this year took the league by storm offensively, defensively, and you'll hear a lot of that in the top five. Now, look, a lot of people would argue that you need to have some respect. You need to put some experience, some years in before you can get recognition. It's not like that in the NFL no more. At least, you know, in my opinion. I agree. I have Marlon Humphrey here at six, you know, 71 total tackles, three sacks. That's a huge number at the cornerback position. So, you know, he can get after the passer. One tackle for loss, three interceptions, seven pass deflections. So I just feel like, you know, that seven pass deflections number, that's a big gap, you know, compared to 17, 14, 15 pass deflections. Not that that means that people are, you know, completing passes on him. Because, he, like I said, he's still recognized as one of the top. But out of all the passes and plays that get completed on a cornerback side of the ball, you want to make sure you're shutting those down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of these numbers do show that. That's a number that I would say hampered Marlon Humphrey a little bit. But one forced fumble, two fumble recoveries for the Baltimore Ravens. And with the whole Marlon Humphrey thing, it's like, it, it's no disrespect. He's an incredibly talented quarter. He's a top six corner in the league, right? But the guys that, you know, we probably got above him, they, they, they're they in that spot for a reason. They had those that standout year. They had, in my opinion, more of an impact and in your opinion based off of how the rankings went, right? Yep, More yep. of an impact. Absolutely. So, no disrespect, Uncle Tony, but I just think there are guys that are better than him. Not yes, to say sir. he can't get there, but... Can't wait to hear where you got him, Tuan. <laughs> well, so the first thing that I'm going to say is I snubbed James Bradbury. Oh, God. Not because he doesn't deserve it. Cornerbacks are so deep, and I want to give some recognition to some of the other guys that maybe people aren't thinking of had great years. So James Bradbury is an incredible corner. But it definitely, much to your point, it helps. You have Slay on the other side who's locked down. You have yep. Gardner Johnson at safety who's yep. playing great. And then the whole front seven played excellent this year. TJ Edwards and Son Reddick is in our prior episode. So. Yeah, that's right. So 100%. I snubbed James Bradbury, and I'm actually going to call an audible because I made an uh, – <laughs> I Big forgot mistake. about Jair Alexander. Ah, damn. Okay. I forgot about Jair Alexander. <laughs> so who was in that spot before, before Jair? Took and it's – oh, it's such a controversial one. Marshawn Lattimore. Ah, it's damn. Good. So like he's – and it's kind of – not dissimilar to what we talked about with Jair Alexander, but like Marshawn Lattimore has games when he's on and he's looks unstoppable. Like yeah. You can't throw to him. No, you're right. And then he has games where you're like, 
is he there? Is somebody else in his jersey? Yeah. Like, what's nah, going on? Right. 100%. Like, you see that every single year, every single time, yeah. the Bucks and the Saints play against each other. Yeah. Marshawn Lattimore, Mike Evans, they're always ready to go at it. Yep. And, you know, it always gives me that Andre Johnson, Cortland Finnegan type yeah, fail. Dude. So, oh my love God. seeing that from the wide receiver and cornerback position. That fight video is awesome. <laughs> that Andre Johnson's a scary man. Yeah, don't mess with my man right now. <laughs> <laughs> So kicking it off at, at number 10, we're going to go with Jair. Just taking Marshawn off the list, and we're going to go with Jair. Great season. He got cooked by J.J., but he also had a game in which he just locked him down. And, and that was one of the only games I think I've seen in Jefferson's career where he looked frustrated that he couldn't do anything. Yeah. So That and the get... Giants playoff game. Yeah, there's that too. There is that <laughs> Come too. Come on, I've Always. seen that firsthand. <laughs> <laughs> so going with number nine, a guy that former Patriot had an incredible year. His team did not make it look good, but... Gilly Lock. Okay. Uh, Gilly Lock at nine. He had a really, really good year. Again, lines up against some of the best guys. And there are times which he doesn't make the play, right? But more often than not, he does. And to do that at his age, you just got to give him a nod. So I got Steph Gilmore here at nine. No, that's that's a great one. Honestly, like him, J.C. Horn, Lejarius Sneed. And Tredavious Ward, all guys that, you know, I had on my list on the side. And when it comes down to putting them one through ten, I think, you know, just the impact of like Gilmore mate was was absolutely locked down, but just knowing what the Colts were, it was kind of right. hard to still kind of give that. I completely understand it. If I had 15 here, his name might have been right at that 11 or right. 12 spot. I feel like 15, we have a completely different game, right? There's a yeah. lot of guys that we can squeeze in there, but, you know, we're cutting it down to 10 gotta here. Stay guys, here gotta stay strict here with 10. Gotta stay strict with 10, right? <laughs> of course. So going to number eight, you get Xavier Howard. He had a tremendous year last year, and then this year on a team with a new coach, he still played a great season. He had an interception, 12 pass deflections, and he is going against some incredibly talented receivers in Stefan Diggs, right? Mm-hmm. A couple times a year, and it, he he showed up. Yeah. He's great corner, so. He's lucky you don't go cover Tyreek Hill, man. I know, I know. <laughs> Thank God, or else I hate me. If I'm being real, Tyreek Hill would cook him. Yeah, he would. All day, all day. <laughs> he probably does it on the practice field all I the know, time. you know, you know. That's why I don't see the practice video, so that's why he's in the yeah, ranking. Right? So. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven, one of the more controversial corners uh, in the league. There was a lot of people last year saying he's a dog. There's a lot of people last year saying he just gets burnt. He's lucky to have the interception number. I think you know where I'm going. Trayvon Diggs. Okay. I think Trayvon Diggs stepped it up big time from last year. He had the crazy interception numbers last year. A lot of it off of like just lucky pass deflections and things like that. But yeah. this year to come out, play lockdown, and he really limited like his problem was getting burnt on the double move. No, nah, I know. He it, limited that a lot this he year. He definitely he definitely improved. And this is this is someone I snubbed off my list a little bit. Mm-hmm. And look, it's really it's really controversial, especially when I have, you know, two Eagles on here. And, you know, it, it comes down to it. I really, really feel like, yeah, last year the interceptions, they were obvious. Like, that made yep. Trayvon, you know, get up there, really, you know, recognize. But this year it was hard for me because Dallas Cowboys, they were just the Dallas Cowboys again. I feel yeah. like the only exemplified example I have is Micah Parsons. And mm-hmm. what well, we talked about him, you know, a little bit. I'll talk about Micah Parsons when I get to my top 25. So make sure you guys are staying tuned because that's what's coming up next after the positional mm-hmm. ranking series. Will the Cowboys ever change? Ah, man, Tuan, that's a good <laughs> question. Will the Dallas Cowboys ever change? 
Shit, man, I don't know. I, I honestly feel like, you know, as an owner, like, Jerry Jones has a lot of input. I feel like that could be, you know, a big part of it. Look at the Colts right now, right? Jim Irsay has a lot of input. This dude, Jeff Saturday, is about to get a third coaching interview. It was, like, all right for the interim. But now, like, you're really sitting here thinking, like, yeah, he has a personal relationship. Yeah, like, that stuff's great and all. But, like, does, does your personal interfere with your work too much? Like, that's always, you know, a problem. Yeah. And that's why you don't see, you know, a lot of people that like each other work together. Or, you know, just at least in in, in an office setting, right? We'll right. talk about, you know, that, that matter. But I don't know. I mean, we've seen great football from Dak Prescott. And <laughs> I, I just, I, I don't know if... He's going to be, you know, a Super Bowl type of quarterback. He's definitely someone that deserves to get paid. He's in that Kirk Cousins conversation, but is that a good conversation to really be in? That's what you're thinking, right? You're like, oh, he's in the Kirk Cousins conversation, so he'll hover at 15 to 10 for his entire career. And it's tough because, like, (laughs) their defense this year and in these past couple years, like, it doesn't get much better than this. You no, know what I mean? Like, absolutely not. If, if they add a, a young corner and maybe, you know, a, a decent veteran safety to the, the Dallas Cowboys, their front seven's already unreal. Yeah. I feel like, you know, they're just experience away from, like, getting there. But it's like, I don't know what it is about the divisional round in Dallas, but there's just there's something there. That really they can't. Is. It's, it's like the boogeyman. The divisional <laughs> round is the boogeyman. Like, yep. It's crazy. But jumping to number six... I don't really think we got to spend too much time on it. We all know it's it's Marlon Humphrey. Okay, specifically at six. <laughs> I'm so, I'm sorry, man, but the guys that I got ahead, man, I just got to give a little bit more respect to. And there's someone um you mentioned earlier. He's not on your list, I don't think. He's in my top five. Oh shit! It's all a right. it's a fun one, man. Okay, I, I, I always give respect to the young guys. I'll give you a little hint. Okay, all right, all right. I'm looking forward to it. Since the Sandbox fans, before we move on to the top five of our cornerbacks positional ranking series, make sure you guys are going to check out our Super Bowl preview with Jukes and our Meet the People series with Chef Anthony Pino. A lot more coming for Since the Sandbox. Make sure you guys are staying tuned. Hopping in with the top five, we're talking about throwbacks. I never thought that after leaving the Cardinals, this guy would get this type of recognition. And I feel like I really had to show some respect to his game this year. Top five might be a little bit much, but I honestly feel like the stats here back it up. Much love, much respect. Double P, Pat Pete, the OG at the cornerback position. And, you know, one of the very few players along with Aaron Rodgers, Matt Stafford, that was our generation of football, like, growing up and things like that. So, Pat Pete with a pro football focus grade of 80.7, that cover grade, and 66 total tackles. That's not really a number that would stand out, you know, for Pat Pete back in the day, but I feel like that's a lot, you know, for him is, is especially. But three tackles for loss, five interceptions is a tremendous number. Second on the list, 15 pass deflections. I feel like, you know, when you have an OG at the position, you always got to show that love. And the fact that this dude's probably 32, 33 years old and still got it really shows you something. Yep. It's not easy at that age. No, definitely not. And and that that defense for the Vikings, you know, was was a highlight to this year. They wouldn't have been the number two seed or three seed in the the NFC if it wasn't for him. Mm -hmm. At four. Swan, you're not going to like this one, oh, man. No. Oh, no. I got Jalen Ramsey here at four, and, and I know Kev wouldn't <laughs> like that. I know Kev wouldn't <laughs> like that up there after either. But, you know, Jalen Ramsey, 88 total tackles. That's the most at the cornerback position. I feel like that can't go unnoticed because 
feel like that just highlights his dog mentality. And yeah, he definitely got burned. His pro football cover grade, you know, wasn't as great as some of the other guys on this list at, at a 77. But, you know, when, you, when you're talking about the numbers that I really like to focus on, the pass deflections and interceptions, he was still among the best in the NFL regardless of getting burned. And yeah, all that's important, but I feel like a lot of it gets gets made up too. So Jalen Ramsey, two sacks, four tackles for loss, highlighting that line of scrimmage, really having a nose for tackle on the running back. Four interceptions, 18 pass deflections, three forced fumbles. So our highest fumble number, forced fumble number on here, replicating that Peanut Tillman-esque echelon at the cornerback position and one fumble recovery. So I know Jalen Ramsey isn't the lockdown guy that he once was, but he's still a dog. At three, we're going all young guys. All these guys within the top three have less than three years of experience in the NFL. Tariq Woolen here at three. Yep. Stand up for the Seattle Seahawks. 63 total tackles. One tackle for loss. Six interceptions the most on this list. 16 pass deflections and a touchdown, returning one of those pick sixes for a tutty. We're talking about, you know, the Seattle Seahawks being able to replicate that Legion of Boom type of defense when I thought that this was going to be a team that struggled to get six wins. I honestly did. Tariq Bowen also had two fumble recoveries, so always being around where the football was an extremely important factor on the defensive side of the ball, especially at that cornerback position, and can't wait to see where his career goes. At two, this one's going to show a lot of controversy, right? But when I watched football on Sundays, and, and trust me, I saw a lot of games from this team. Wasn't wasn't beneficial, but definitely took away a lot from this. The Denver Broncos were on primetime TV way too much this oh year. Probably five or six primetime games this year. The one bright spot that I would say I saw from the Denver Broncos every single game was Pat Sertain. Mm-hmm. Pat Sertain, the cornerback position, second year in the NFL, had 60 total tackles, a pro football focus cover grade, second highest on the list with an 86.7. One tackle for loss, two interceptions, ten pass deflections, and a forced fumble. So I know his stats don't get padded as much as, you know, a Jalen Ramsey, a Bradbury, a Jair Alexander, but this dude followed the best wide receiver and was talking his talk all year long. Mm -hmm. To D-Hop, it didn't matter. To all these top... NFL wide receivers in the league, it did not matter. This dude went against Devontae Adams twice a year and was talking his talk. Keenan Allen, whenever he decided to be in the lineup, and Mike Williams going against those guys twice a year. Pat Sertain's a dog, and if there was no sauce, he would be one. But at one, we need to show like a different type of respect, a different type of love, because on ESPN... His name isn't a mod god. It's legit sauce god. Now, looking up the stats, making sure you got the proper information. A rookie coming in, having 20 pass deflections and a pro football focus cover grade of a 90. You're talking about elite top-tier talent just dipping his feet into the water. 75 total tackles for the New York Jets, three tackles for loss. Absolutely tremendous. Sauce Gardner was the best cornerback in the NFL by far. And when you get recognized by ESPN and just have a nickname and everyone's calling you sauce, you got that sauce dripping on your neck, you're, you're dripping that sauce on the Jets' defense, 
you're that dude. Sauce Gardner here at one. Yeah, Johnny getting ice cream yep, seven yep. times this year, eight <laughs> times this year. I thought he was going to get it twice. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're right. All right, so uh, with my number five, one of the young guys this is the one that didn't make your list. I think that if 15, it probably would have been. And again, I love showing respect to the young guys. J.C. Horn. Okay. Yeah, J.C. Horn, Horn right off the list. Yep. Defense and a team that just looked awful, struggling, and then the coach change, and he still produces. Three interceptions, seven pass deflections, not overly flashy numbers. Three picks is a pretty good number. Yeah. But to be on a defense that is just, I mean, you're the guy, right? You have a couple of guys on the line. You got Derek uh, Brown, Brian Burns. Exactly. You got those two guys, but. Who else is going to help you cover? Jeremy Chin's okay. Yeah. Like he's, he's he, more of like that free safety, make a play, but like can also, you know, drop down that linebacker and, and, and make that hit, you know, right around the line of scrimmage. Definitely more of that guy. J.C. Horn's potential is insane. Dude. It he's is. He's just a big dude. He can 100%. follow the big receivers. He's fast. He's quick. He's good with his hands. He does not get penalized. Like he's a great player. So yeah. I got J.C. Horn at five. Number four, Tariq Woolen. Okay. Okay, interception machine. Just one lower than you had him, but he's an interception machine. The guy, like, and again, from a team that we looked at and I thought was going to be the worst team in the NFL prior to the season to just show up. He's so good. He just leading. Was he tied for the league in interception league? Yeah, he was with with the safety position. Yeah, but that safety only played like 11 games or something. (laughs) We can go back to the notes right now. It was CJ Gardner-Johnson. And I want to say Minka Fitzpatrick might have been up there too. Yeah, Yeah, tied for first. Tied for first and then four Woolen, again, just a stud. (laughs) And then three. I got him at three because I thought he was the better of the two corners. I got Slay. Okay. Big play Slay at three. He just locked everybody down like – He's been great for years, and this year it looked like he looked like he had his best year. Yeah. Like he just was locked down. Got that confidence, got that swagger, for and sure. Again, it does help having Bradbury on the other side, but like you're going to look to Darius Slay, you're going to look to James Bradbury, you're going to go, I'll tuck it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I got Slay at three. I just think he had a monster year. Two, we're flipped. Really? I went Sauce at two. Wow. No okay. disrespect to Sauce. Absolute dog. 20 pass deflections, I can think of, I think, three right now that I probably would have called a flag. Yeah, I feel that. (laughs) I can think of a couple, and I think, and again, he's such a good player, I don't want to take anything away from him, but you got, like, that flashy name, you got the flashy, you know, you're picked fourth overall, right? Everybody knows about you. The New York market. You're going to get the calls more likely, and there were a couple plays where I think he had pass deflections, like, in the end zone, too. I would have called them a flag. I'm not an official and I'm not a referee. The referees don't even seem like referees anymore. Yeah, right. That's a whole nother conversation we can have. Um, and golf for Dean Blandino in the booth, man. But I think, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know, right? The eye in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a couple here. I mean, Sauce, and then number one, I got Patrick Sertain. Again, Patrick Sertain doesn't have the pass deflection number that Sauce has, but he threw the clamps on everybody. Yeah, he did. Like there was people weren't burning him. Like, and this is his second year, I think. Yeah, animal. I know, absolute animal. Absolutely. So I got Pat Sertain finishing a one, Sasa two. They, you really can flip them. No, um, I, I hear that, and, and it really, it really was hard, you know, seeing Sauce get get selected to the Jets, coming to New York, and that not I being know. the New York Giants. I, I mean, Evan Neal, it, it was a huge help on the offensive line, and we saw that this year. Saquon Barkley mm-hmm. was definitely protected. Daniel Jones was protected, and, and that was neglected for a long time. So it was over, over needed, and. Yeah, J.C. Horn, man, I I really probably should have had him on this list out of all the names that you mentioned for sure. But, you know, there's only 10. 
Corns and are deep. He missed he missed some games too, so I just kind of I he took did. that into it, and that's why I had the nod. But he definitely would have been in the fifteen. But guys, let us know what you think of the cornerback rankings. Make sure you guys stay tuned to the rest of the Sense of Sandbox content we have. You can check out the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or our website senseofsandbox.net, where you can go and get some drip. Look at Tuan repping that, that Sense of Sandbox, oh my baby. God, it's clean. It's comfy. Are you kidding me? <laughs> For, wait, Tuan, tell the story, please. Tell the story about the hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> so Steve sent me a hoodie Tuan hooked it up for, for Thanksgiving and Christmas So we like to take care of the people that take care of us Always. So sent, sent Tuan You know one of the new hoodies When it was first first out And it got it got Delivered but you know With the living scenario that, that Tuan has It, it was a, a, a mailroom Catastrophe, catastrophe. <laughs> And it's like closer to like Christmas time Yeah so there's just Christmas shit in there like all the time. <laughs> so people were just putting shit in lockers and go to my locker. There's nothing in it. Apparently I got a message like two, three weeks ago. It was like, Hey, you know, we have a package for you. I think it's been sitting there for a while. It was just in someone else's locker. Now I got my swag. <laughs> Let's so go. it was always a funny story when it comes to since the same Oh my guys. God. But I appreciate it. I mean, it's, it means a lot for you guys to send this over, man. It's, of course. It's good stuff. I mean, just I love it. Stop. It's comfy and. I mean, look at how fucking cool this is. Can I say that? <laughs> That's okay. Look at how fucking cool this is. <laughs> Love that, Twan. Love the energy for sure. For sure. But, guys, we're going to get over, talk about the offensive line, starting with the hog mollies in the trenches here with the, the top 10 linemen, tackles, God centers in the NFL. Peace, love, five stars.